0: Just know you're not alone Cause I'm gonna make this place yours News Radio 840
1: WHAS. Good Sunday morning. Bob Sekoler, the Louisville Real Estate Show here with you until the top of the hour. We've got a lot of questions, a lot of information Strap in, Here we go. Joining us, we've got Chuck Crosby, who's with the Crosby Law Offices. And they they really do a great job in terms of getting your loan closed. Chuck is also uh, proficient in uh, many other things, including writing wills, which he has done for myself and family members. So I highly recommend him in so many different ways. You can reach Chuck at... At his office at 499 6360. Also here, Randy Rocky, Swan Financial. And Randy works pretty much around the clock and a good guy. You can reach him and he will, if he's already working with somebody, he'll have one of his team members work with you as well. You can reach him directly at 645 0736. Good morning to both of you gentlemen. Good morning. Good morning, son, Greg. Good morning, Bob. Son, good morning. Greg is already out working. He will not be joining us on today's show, but that's okay. We will think of him uh, fondly. Right off the bat, I don't know uh, by chance or any, if you watched the Fed's announcement this midweek, uh, this is a shocker for a lot of people who are looking for homes, desperately looking for homes. The days of rock bottom interest rates are nearly over. The central bank is about to unwind. Last year's and this year's bond buying sooner than originally planned after recent reports on inflation continue to show a sharp rise in prices. The Federal Reserve said Wednesday that interest rates will stay near zero for now. That's for mortgage lending. The quick tampering or tapering of bond purchases is seen as a Taper, first step yeah. tapering. yeah. Of bond purchases is seen as a first step on the way to an interest rate hike next year. So, Randy, where are we? Well, Give out your MLS yeah. the number and then let's talk about interest uh, rates. MLS
0: yeah. 2473. So, it, 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 what has happened is they were buying $120 billion worth of bonds uh, a month. And now, on their, uh, in their portfolio, the government has $9 trillion worth of loans um, that they are holding. And uh, inflation, with inflation pressures, uh, they feel like that there's going to be more of an appetite because the only way any consumer like us could make money mm-hmm. was uh, get in the stock market. But as interest rates rise, obviously there's other ways to make money. So they feel like they'll be able to, d- to get out of that. So they're starting to taper now. They're wanting to taper uh, uh, $30 billion, buying $30 billion a month. Uh, right now is what they're wanting to do. And by March, uh, they they feel like they'll be, uh, hopefully be out of that game, and then that's when interest rates will rise.
1: All right, so short term, in plain language for everybody who's listening, you're saying March is when we should start seeing rates high. How quickly and how much?
0: Uh, I think uh, they're going to move by the end of the year by a point. Uh, you know, okay. we're in the low uh, low threes, high twos, a- APR. And uh, on a thirty-year, and I think we're going to be looking at you know approaching uh, the four percent range. All right,
1: that's still, and I think you'll hear this said many times, historically historically low Mm -hmm. compared to crazy low. Crazy low, but it does tick up. And that may slow a number of buyers, which means with fewer homes on the market, that's a great deal for those who are ready to buy and uh, are out there looking. So just FYI, and we'll talk more about that in just a little bit. Let's move on to some of the questions coming in. This one, again, we're at COVID. We're doing this via Zoom. We're rebroadcasting this on YouTube. You can see that, louisvilleanswers.com. That's louisvilleanswers.com. And so we take your questions uh, via email, put in the subject line radio question, send me the question in the body of the email. This first one here is for Chuck, and it's from Helen, Chuck, and she writes in about the recent storms that we all endured last week, western Kentucky, much worse than we did here in uh, Louisville and southern Indiana. She asks, how do I make my neighbor pay for damage caused to my fence when a tree on his property fell on my fence? Is that even possible, Chuck?
2: Yeah, it is. Um, Usually it's the insurance companies that'll get involved, though. So just call up your insurance company, tell them about it, and uh, they usually will take it from there. Now, if uh, they don't, uh, well, give me a call. We can hook you up with an attorney who uh, does that kind of work.
1: Okay, good. Easy enough. Helen, I wish you the best. Uh, Hopefully you get that. I know a lot of people had a lot of damage. We wished all of them the, the very best in getting things resolved. Randy, this comes over for you. Sabrina says her lender is saying she can borrow up to $300,000 to buy a home, Mm -hmm. but she is worried that her payments might be more than she wants to pay. And so she says Uh she's read where most prospective homeowners can afford a loan amount of between 2 and 2.5 times their gross annual income. Is that correct, by the way, Randy? Do you agree with that in terms of That is correct. Okay. So take your income. Multiply it by either two or two point five. So she's wondering: Should she stretch uh, to try and buy a three hundred thousand dollar home, where she th- she really feels she'll be more comfortable at two hundred fifty or, or at most two hundred seventy five thousand, even though she's qualified for three hundred thousand? What are your thoughts?
0: Well, I, you know, everybody has a different appetite on what stress level they want to deal with. You know, and 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 that's a that's a great point. That she brought up, yeah. And some people don't mind going. To, you know, that's about an eighteen hundred dollar payment on a three hundred thousand dollar loan. Uh, if she's at two fifty, you know, you drop down to about a fifteen hundred dollar payment. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I, I, it, it just depends on if she can sleep at night. If she can sleep at night, you know, then I, you know a lot of people take take the plunge. But if she can't, then obviously, then she needs to stay in that two fifty range.
1: You know, that's a very a good answer, Randy. I think everyone should take stock that even though a mortgage lender may say you're qualified to buy a bigger home, it may not be in your best interest, especially if you're having trouble sleeping at night. So, Randy really good advice to everybody who's listening this is not all about making bigger payments or buying a bigger house it's all about what you can afford and it will appreciate and then you sell it and you buy your next one you don't need an instant gratification so there we go let's go back over for another question from chuck by the way if you want to see what the buyers and sellers are saying about us we actually have this set up. I think this is pretty cool. It's a redirect. Type in the in a URL in a browser. Just type in louisvillezillow.com or louisvillegoogle.com, all one word on each one of those, Louisville Zillow, Louisville Google. It'll take you it to our reviews, and you can see what people are saying about us. We're really proud about our reviews. Chuck, this question is a complicated one. It's coming from Serena. I'm going to go slow and stop me. And, and for all of our listeners, just know this is this is a tough one. Serena has her house on the market. She's had an inspection, and the buyers then walked away. Her agent told her she needed to disclose the items that were found on the inspection. So so far, that's pretty legit, and that's what we would advise, right? She yeah. wrote up a list saying she would have these items repaired, and she put it online as an addendum to the pre-existing uh, uh, ins- uh, addendum for, for the house. Disclosure is what I think she's referring to. So in essence, typically we tell sellers, if the inspection comes back, buyers walk away, you disclose what what the inspector says is wrong. You can always refute it on the, on the disclosure, but disclose it next to the item that's asked about on each page. What she did was she put them all together on the list, and then... She is going to repair those. She's saying, These are the items I'm working on, will repair. And I think that's possibly uh, that's a good no. way to do it. Now, she's got a new contract in the house. And at the same time, she's had a number of people come in to make repairs on the items in that new part of the disclosure. So, good for her. People walked away, new people came in. She put it online that she's got a new contract. Several contractors have told her that some of the items that were Told she needed to repair by the first inspector, actually don't need to be repaired. That the inspector was over overzealous. Okay. Okay. So now her question is: Does she still have to repair those items that she originally listed on that addendum? I know that's why I'm saying it's a complicated. Yeah. Uh, question, but it's also, it speaks to being so honest, which I, I want to yeah. applaud Serena for being that honest and upfront because you can't get into trouble if you're honest and upfront, right. but, but does she still have to re- re- repair the
2: items? So new on inspector? the addendum that she yeah. put on, she said, yeah. these are the things that were found. I'm going to fix them. Yes, that's right. She needs to fix them. Um, the, the problem is the next person down the road is going to say, well, I kind of relied on that. Mm-hmm. when making my decision um so yeah yeah um so she needs to fix it would, yeah so
1: so then help us out here oh wise one oh master of wisdom for all of our listeners well, let me
2: go get sherry real quick for that. <laughs> yeah, that's
1: right oh sherry that's chuck's one so what should she have written that wouldn't bind her to making those repairs Review. Just
2: listen. Say a a prior um, a prior home inspector said this should be done. Eh, I'm not so sure. Uh, now, you know what's going to happen. Uh, the next uh, home inspector or the next set of people are going to see it, mm-hmm. and they're going to want to say they want it done. So here it almost seems like no arm, no foul. Um, you know. but, but
1: ethically and morally, we as real estate agents are taught to tell our sellers oh, if it comes back, put it yeah, up on. The, yeah,
2: okay. And like I said, she could have just put it up there. Without, uh, I see what you're yeah, saying, without just saying she's going to, yeah, so yeah. she may have gone overboard and trying to repair. Yeah. So, but, yeah. but in reality, um, I don't know that, that it really comes out any different, because mm. if I'm going to buy the place, say I'm, I'm the next guy up, I'm going to look at that disclosure, I'm going to see these things, and I'm going to go, well, you know, I'd kind of like to have those fixed. Uh, thanks for the, uh, free home inspection from the prior guy. Uh, so I I think she would have ended up having to fix them anyhow, even if the guy was overzealous. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, that's that's where the, the problem arose is not with her putting it up there and saying that, but with the guy uh, going crazy and putting up a million things.
1: And, and what's interesting, every home inspector is different. And the next home inspector may not yeah. see the things of the other one. I'll tell you what, in fifteen, in the years that we've been doing this, which has been a number of years, this is the first time this type of a question came up. So I would tell you, I'm glad we have this as an answer for people to to listen to and rely on. But the advice is put it up there. Yeah. you can also we say, cannot. "Can't yeah." Don't don't shy away from that because you you can get into trouble. But you can yeah. see you're re- you're reviewing these items.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's uh yeah, good. You don't have to automatically roll over and say I'm going to fix them. But in reality, we both know that if we're the next buyer up, we're going to ask for it to
1: get yeah. fixed. you're absolutely <laughs> right. Absolutely right. Well, Serena, you did the right thing anyway. Uh, good for yeah. you, Randy. Right. Yep, oh, very good. Randy, we're coming in now with a question from you, and this comes from Ray, who sent us an email. He says his mortgage lender does not require flood insurance, but the house is in a flood zone. Should he buy flood insurance? So would that be an indication that maybe the corner of the property is in a flood zone and the mortgage lender is not requiring flood insurance? Have you heard of that before?
0: Ah uh, yes, that is correct. And no, I would not buy flood insurance because um, uh, it's very expensive. Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously, the house is not in a flood zone. Then they they should be in good shape. And and really sincerely, most of the time, they're very aggressive on flood insurance. So sometimes they haven't it hasn't flooded in seventy years, and they still have it out there and all mm-hmm. of the above So it, on the surface, I would say uh, do not buy flood insurance
1: it, unless it's required by your your lender. uh, That is uh, correct. Something else, if you're paying cash, you really do want to make sure what zone or what type of, uh, if it's in a flood zone, what type it's in, because you don't want to be out the money in the event that uh, you're flooded out and you're out your hard earned cash. Coming
0: up, we're going to well, take it's a, interesting. Yeah, you say ahead. that, yeah. You interesting you say that. You know, on the Ohio River, a lot of people now, as you well know, that they they have it where they have this operation floodstorm, so to speak, mm-hmm. where they get in and out, and they still don't have flood insurance because they paid cash, and the and the bottom level is, uh, you know, this paneling or what have you, and they just take it in and out. So, uh, flood insurance is very very expensive. So yeah, that, most yeah. people try to avoid it at all costs,
1: if you can, unless the lender requires it. Gotcha. Yes. Right. Uh, we're gonna. Come back in a minute. If you want to see what the sellers are saying about us, go to LouisvilleSellersTalk.com. Chuck, Randy, have either of you two had uh, any experience where stuff's been stolen off of your porch uh, getting deliveries this time of year? Has that uh, happened? Yeah. No. No? Good. But I've had my stuff delivered to somebody else's porch. Whoa, that you're getting ahead of us here. That actually, yeah. Yeah. We, when we come back, 10 ways to stop porch pirates from stealing your packages. We've got some tips for you. With us till the top of the hour, Chuck Crosby, the Crosby Law Offices. They're fabulous at closings, as well as doing wills and a variety of other things. And as Chuck says, if he can't do it, he knows someone who will and can do it. You can reach Chuck at 499-6360. Randy Rocky, also here, Swan Financial. You can reach Randy at 6450-736. My son Greg has the morning. Well, not off from, he's off from the radio show, but he's working. And uh, you can reach me because we're continually looking to list homes. We've had some great successes and we're looking to get more homes to list. You can reach me at 376 5483. We're back in a moment on News Radio 840 WHAS.
2: 6360 This has been a paid advertisement.
1: Need a home loan or refinancing? You need to talk to Randy Rocky at Swan Financial. Why have they become so popular? Because of our programs, our service, and our competitive rates. And now listen to this new program from Swan Financial.
0: Yes, we have a 1% down program that also you will get 2% grant money from the investor.
1: Call Randy Rocky today at 866-766-1920. Swan Financial, NMLS 2473 and two 26- 766 267-766-1920. Three six two. Equal housing opportunity. Call for additional cost information. Other restrictions may apply. In the real estate market, sellers and buyers have great expectations. And as a real estate agent, you take pride in fulfilling them. But some things are beyond your control. So what can you do? Choose Home Warranty of America's 13-month plans. HWA plans cover the home buyer against any breakdowns or repairs, keeping you and your clients safe from any covered claims. We offer comprehensive plans with competitive pricing, and our dedicated team will work with you every step of the way. To learn more, contact HWA today. Need a smart, innovative agent? Hi, I'm Barbara Corcoran. You know choosing the right agent is important, so you'll want to review their performance before hiring them. I love agents that invest their own money into smart marketing, which gets you more qualified buyers and more money for your home. Bottom line, you have to trust them. In Louisville, you can trust Bob and Greg Socola. Like me, Bob and Greg understand cutting-edge marketing.
0: Google Bob and Greg Socola. and you won't go wrong.
1: News Radio 840 WHAS, Bob Sekoler, and the Louisville Real Estate Show. Thank you so much, Barbara Kroker. Spent the day, Greg and I flew up uh, last Tuesday, spent the day with Barbara. In fact, I put a couple of, at least one picture on uh, Facebook with us having lunch with her, but I'll send some others, do some videos down the road. We had a great time. She's just a sweet lady. Uh, thank you for endorsement, by the way, Barbara. Also here with us today, Randy Rocky, Swan Financial, six four five zero seven three six. Chuck Crosby, the Crosby Law Offices, four nine nine six three six zero. 6360 And you can reach me if you are ready to either sell or buy a home. I've got a team and I'm the guy who comes out, whether it's in Southern Indiana or in Louisville, I will come out personally. We look at your home, come up with a game plan to get you the most money and sell it as fast as you want to, because you may not want to sell it as quickly as some people will tell you you can. Um, it's up to you. You can reach me at three seven six five four eight three. All right, so 10 ways. We're hearing a lot about package theft. It's a bigger problem than ever, with 29% of Americans reporting that they've had a package stolen over the past year. That's according to a recent Vivint survey. They're one of the alarm system companies. So visible and legible no trespassing signs. That's number one of our tips. And, Chuck, on a legal level, I want you to comment on this. The presence of a sign that says no trespassing Having this sign guarantees that the thief's actions were intentional, making your claim stronger
2: if stuff is stolen. Have you heard anything about that? Uh, You know, um, if a person is stealing your stuff, you're not going to have to worry about uh, uh, saying, oh, well, he knew he wasn't supposed to be there. Because let's put it this way. Even if I invite you over to my house, if you walk out of my house uh, with some of my stuff, you're still going to get in trouble for that. Got it. I don't, All right. I don't have to prove that uh you know you weren't supposed to be there necessarily. That's presumed if you're stealing my stuff.
1: All right. So granted, no trespassing signs, maybe a little bit uh, overboard. Yeah. Okay. Belt and suspenders. Belton so suspenders. Other suggestions. Opt into delivery alerts so that FedEx or uh, UPS, yeah. anybody, right? That's a good one. Yeah. You get notified that it's being delivered. They also send you a picture where you can see where it's delivered. You can opt into receiving free tracking alerts from most of the Major retailers, and it's an easy way to prevent theft. And 34% of Americans are already actively taking this preventative step, according to recent surveys. Also, purchase an outdoor video camera. I can't stress this one enough. Uh, I don't know Chuck or Randy if you have these. I've got them set up not only a doorbell cam, but cameras all around the house that notify me if anybody's walking around. It is a great. Uh, really calming effect that you know you're able to see your house when you're at work installing the doll camera is good yeah you guys did um have packages shipped to your office that's a good idea especially chuck you got people there all the time consider getting your packages delivered to a box a po box that one can Uh, be more difficult much a, a bit of a pain have you ever tried that chuck Oh,
2: that's where all our wine goes. Oh, uh, does it really? it to UPS. Yeah. Um, there's uh, issues with shipping wine and alcoholic beverages into Kentucky. Yes. Uh, so I have it shipped up to a UPS box in, uh, in Albany.
1: Okay, and that's not illegal talking about that? I mean, we, we didn't pick oh, it no, up. Okay. All right. No. <laughs> that's right. All of a sudden, we hear, knock at the door, it's the yeah. uh, wine police that coming for you. Yeah, no, 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 they can ship
2: to Indiana.
1: (laughs) Okay, that's actually pretty cool. Okay, leave a note for your delivery driver to hide your packages out of sight. Of course, kind of maybe come up with a plan of where to leave them. But if the note is there, leave the packages behind the garage, and the thief comes up and reads the note. Well, it doesn't really do you a whole lot of good on that, I think, right? No. Uh, Ask your neighbor to pick up or watch the packages, especially if you've got a good rapport. And if you followed Chuck's advice, bringing over cakes and cookies to your neighbor, then you will have a very good rapport with, hopefully, with your neighbor. Try to be home when your packages are delivered. That cannot always happen. We know that. And then, regardless... If you know you're getting something and you can track, for example, Amazon is very good about telling you when the package is out for delivery, when to expect it. uh, So if you know it's out, the moment you get home, jump on getting that package so you can put it somewhere safely. All right. Back to the phone. Well, that's going to say phone calls. There are emails that are coming in in the COVID show. Chuck, let's go back to you. Alex is having a problem with his new neighbor. Oh, boy. Cookies and cakes, maybe Uh the neighbor's son has a drone and likes to fly it near Alex's property, which gets Alex's dogs upset and they start barking incessantly. So Alex is having a question. What can he do legally to prevent the nosy drone neighbor's son from flying too close to his house?
2: Um, Well, first off, there are a variety of rules and regulations that apply to drones. Mm -hmm. Um, And one of those is, in fact, you are not allowed to fly a drone uh, personally or commercially uh, within three miles of an airport. Strangely, in Louisville, uh, hospitals are typically considered an airport because helicopters land there, the STAT flights. Yeah. Uh, So what I did when presented with that issue uh, was I did a little Google uh, search to find out how far away you were from a hospital that had such a landing pad. Interesting. If you're within three miles, it's now, forbidden. Now, you said three. I thought it was five. But I, I, it I could be, be right. Yeah, I thought and, it was five, and it could be dependent between, because there's there's different regulations and this is going back a couple of years. So okay. it could be five. Could be five. Um, if it's five, even better. Yeah. Um, but uh, there's different rules for commercial where you've got a license of some sort uh, for the type of drone and whether you're just a guy screwing around with a drone. Um, I mm-hmm. suspect uh, uh, that no matter where you're at, you're probably within uh, that distance of an airport. So if you are, uh, then it becomes a federal issue. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. And you can contact the feds.
1: I think in this case, because I know a little bit about this from drone flying, contact the FAA. Yeah, and let them FAA. know. And they will take that. And you might want to also put a little note in the neighbor's yeah. mailbox and say, listen,
2: that's the other thing is, hey, guy, <laughs> my next phone calls to the FAA.
1: Yeah, that's got to stop like yesterday. OK, very good. All right. So, uh, Randy, over to you, Lisa shopping for a new house and has been pre-approved for a loan. She said she was told by her loan officer not to open up any credit card accounts until she closes on the house. Mm-hmm. We know this. This is important. You don't want to damage your credit or show more debt. But Lisa says she right. doesn't understand. She says she's already, she's already been pre-approved. Why can't she use the credit card that doesn't have a balance on it now to buy new furniture for the house before she closes on it next month?
0: Well, uh, it, it's better that if you don't do that because your debt-to-income ratio um, – uh, you want to wait until after the house closes, and and, and don't you don't want to disrupt disrupt the uh, closing. The, actually, the loan officer did the right thing and mm-hmm. said the right thing. You don't want to make any major purchases or open up any new credit from the time of preapproval until after your your loan actually closes. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the bottom line, and and a lot of it has to do with debt to income. If they repull the credit, and then the credit score would drop. There's a lot of things that can happen in that scenario. So, yes, uh, that's the reason why you don't want to do that.
1: And, and interestingly enough, it's not just when they pull your credit at the beginning. They're going to do another check prior to closing. Mm-hmm. So that's important at that point, don't that, you think? Yeah.
0: Yes. And, and what they're looking at for that uh, in that scenario, Bob, is opening up new accounts. Now, existing accounts, that can be a little bit dicey on mm-hmm. if they're going to pull it again. You know, they see a major purchase. A lot of times that does or doesn't happen. So, but, but it, it, just to be safe, that's just the best way to do it.
1: Got it. If uh, you are thinking of possibly selling your home, we have a free no obligation booklet that has hundreds of useful tips. If you like a copy, it's free. There's no obligation. Send me an email, bob at we sell Louisville.com, and put selling tips in the subject line, or you can always call me, three seven six five All right, Chuck Patrice. Uh, is writing in she says she has a dish receiver on her roof it's attached to her chimney and recently her signal has deteriorated dramatically and she called dish out for a second i thought she was going to say would you come out and trim the tree because you're handy in so many things but she called uh, the dish folks out to service the system they say the problem is her neighbor's tree has grown and blocked the signal that her dish is getting from the satellite. And other than saying what you might be thinking, well, it's time to switch over to Spectrum, yeah. right? Patrice is asking, uh, what can she ask, or what can she require the neighbor to do, and can she require the neighbor to cut back her, the neighbor's tree?
2: Yeah, I'm thinking no. Um, yeah. I know if uh, your HOA says you can't put it up on the house, but that's the only place to reasonably get a signal. The well, again, um, uh, the FCC says you you can't force a person to not be able to get a signal. But in this case, I, I see that there are other places she could put the dish uh, that wouldn't be bothered by the tree, and as long as you know he isn't out there putting up uh I don't know what would you do put flags in it or whatever to prevent her from getting a signal yeah uh, I don't think there's anything she can do about it
1: yeah that is a tough one maybe go up yeah. higher
0: if you can or, go
2: up
1: well right. or over or, well here, here
0: yeah granny go ahead here's what I did at the lake uh I, I did at the lake is it, it they have a new streaming service with DirecTV and it's phenomenal oh really if you have internet you don't have to even have a dish anymore it's it's it really is a great
1: service oh it's tied in with atT right isn't it some sort of high speed thing?
0: Well, I have fiber optic in down here, which is crazy. Uh, One gig of internet, but even you don't even have to have that. But no, it is, I guess it is tied in with ATT. Yeah,
1: I wish I had that. So, one quick thing as we wrap things up to put a smile on your face. So, when I moved here in 1994 to uh, work with Channel 11 and Louisville Tonight Live, Kirby and I did that show for a number of years, um, I was big on satellite TV. This was before Dish. before direct (laughs) tv and my neighborhood that i lived in did not allow to have a big dish right so i did some research and i don't know if i ever told you guys this i had a big rock i swear to you it was the size well if you know what a c-band dish looks like this was a small c-band dish but it was encased in this cover plastic cover that made it look like a rock and so you (laughs) would in those days you press a button, that would move the satellite to a different satellite in the sky that yeah. were in geosynchronous orbit, and it would lock on, and the rock would move, not the dish, because it was <laughs> – any neighbor who <laughs> would be looking at the rock, they would see the whole rock moving. I can I only imagine what they thought. But it's a true story. My neighbors uh, know. I'm Chuck,
0: Chuck. Uh, yeah. uh, uh. Chuck, I think you will agree that doesn't surprise us. Yeah, he not No, you not know, <laughs> in the least. Uh,
1: <laughs> we've come a long way, though. All right, we are out yeah. of time. Uh, my thanks uh, to Chuck Crosby, the Crosby Law Offices. You can reach them for closings, uh, wills, whatever it might be that you need. Chuck can help you out with it. 499 6360. Also, Randy Rocky, Swan Financial. You can reach Randy anytime, day or night, to help you get a loan and and he does a great job along with his staff over at Swan at 6450736. And you can reach me anytime, Bob Sikoler. Uh, you can reach me at 376 5483. That is it for now. We're out of time. See you next Sunday
0: on News Radio 840 WHAS.